and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayo Day. Let me talk. No, I will let you talk. Kayo Day. Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Lagosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. Northern Sandra, all going beyond the headlines that focus on the facts. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Hello Lagos, good afternoon. I am Sandra Edzekwesili and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day, five days after the 60-day constitutional deadline, Bolatinubu is yet to complete his list of ministerial nominees. He has sent 28 nominees. The Senate has started screening those nominees. We'll talk about that screening uh, today at um, uh, 5 p.m. In fact, I will take to Abuja where screening has uh, continued uh, so you can listen to a bit more of the screening ongoing but yeah he still has to complete his list he still needs to make sure that he has at least one nominee each uh, from each state that's what's in the constitution one million Lagosians cannot be wrong thank you for listening to hard facts I've got a great show for you today starting with the big three let's talk about uh, Bola Tinubu's speech. You started having that conversation um, this morning. Then let's talk about the NLC's reaction to the Tinubu speech. And then let's talk about Songolu's declaration of transportation subsidy. On Community You Report, we'll talk about Operation Flush and uh, we'll also talk about the road conditions in your area. And on the Big Hard Fact, we'll talk about the ongoing ministerial screening at the Senate. After the news at six, it's a step down. And as usual, we'll have news updates at the top of the hour every hour. But let's get started with today's big three, Lagos. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. take you over to Abuja now where screening still ongoing uh, so let's take you there and uh, take a look at who we currently have facing the Senate I'm 50 houses within that plus time before I left FMBN additionally due to our dynamic leadership and reform oriented uh, management which I headed FMBN will also ensure that uh, we carried we ensure that there is much access to mortgages by Nigerians. We reduce the equity contributions of Nigerians, which is the major 
uh, constraints for accessing the mortgage. Before a Nigerian worker access a mortgage, he has to pay 30% of that uh, of, of any amount above 10 million naira. We reduce it to only five percent. We ensure that uh, mortgages below five million are at zero equity. We created other avenues of accessing it because even with the five percent for a loan above below five million naira, some Nigerians could not access it. So we created the rent to own, whereby a contributor can go into the house as a tenant. He pays his rent, and that becomes a contribution towards paying the house. We ensure that we created the diaspora mortgage uh, mortgage loans for even those living outside the country. So these are some of the things we did. We are able to achieve that through the through the. FMBM, we hold, we ensure that we engage the services of KPMG, which is a company that uh, will be able to develop a five-year strategic development for us. The time I was leaving FMBN, I left 120 billion naira in the coffers of the bank after all this project we have done. Thank you, sir. Him to, he has finished. Uh, he, he him to, uh, okay, okay, okay. Let me start from this side. The civil senator, a little. Thank you, Mr. President, sitting in the chair, my distinguished colleagues. Mohammed Adamalero is my name. I represent KB Central. Let me start by congratulating the nominee for being nominated as Minister of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, if confirmed by the Senate. I have a very simple question for you. I listen attentively to your list of achievements, as stated here in this uh, profile. I agree with you that a lot has been achieved, but right now we have about 15 million house deficit in the country. And there is no way we can fill in this deficit unless concerted effort is being made. With your experience, what do you think can be done in order to meet this 15 million housing deficit in the country. So currently being screened is Ahmed Dangiwa. Ahmed Dangiwa is um, uh, a nominee from Katsina State. And you just heard that question he was asked about housing. Now, while uh, we wait to hear his uh, response to that particular question, uh, let's talk about Tinubu's speech. Did Tinubu's speech resonate for you? Is the NLC's criticism of the speech fair? 
can the Lagos state government really regulate downfall fares? Those are your big three, Lagos. Let's talk. Our first story is Bola Tinubu's speech to the nation last night about the current cost of living crisis. You talked about it this morning on the morning crossfire. Asorok says that the speech was titled After Darkness Comes the Glorious Dawn. So the president is optimistic. Now, let's talk about what he actually said. He said that he needed to explain to Nigerians why subsidy removal and exchange rate deregulation were necessary. He also wanted to let you know that he's, he's doing things to mitigate the effects on your pocket. He said he feels the pain that everyday Nigerians are facing and that if there was any other way to avoid the situation, he would have taken it. But... He says there was no other way. He said subsidy was costing the federal government trillions and it was no longer affordable. He also said most of this money was ending up in the pockets of some criminals whom he called the elite of the elite. He said, quote, it was being funneled into the deep pockets and lavish bank accounts of a select group of individuals. This group had amassed so much wealth and power that they became a serious threat to the fairness of our economy and the integrity of our democratic governance. To be blunt, Nigeria could never become the society it was intended to be as long as such small powerful yet unelected groups hold enormous influence over our political economy and the institutions that govern it end quote according to the president the multiple exchange rate system was also benefiting this elite of the elite quote also, the multiple exchange rate system that had been established became nothing but a highway of currency speculation. It diverted money that should have been used to create jobs, build factories and businesses for millions of people. Our national wealth was doled on favorable terms to a handful of people who have been made filthy rich simply by moving money from one hand to another. This too was extremely unfair. It also compounded the threat that the Illicit and mass accumulation of money posed to the future of our democratic system and its economy. End quote. Well, here's the interesting part in Tinubu's speech. Tinubu did not say anything about taking steps to get this money back from these elite of the elites. He didn't say that. Because if the president, Lagos, if the president is saying that people have benefited illegally from subsidy and parallel rates, that means the government should have an idea of who they are. So while asking Nigerians to make sacrifices because money don't finish, shouldn't the president also be going after those that he says stole the money? These were not Sandra Ezekwesidi's words. The president himself said this. Should the president make going after the elite of the elite a priority before asking the masses to sacrifice? 0700993993993. Anyway, like I said earlier, Tinubu also mentioned the steps that um, he says his government is taking to cushion the effect on you, the impact on you. He says he has signed executive orders 
to end some types of multiple taxation. He also announced a plan to boost manufacturing by giving 100 billion naira each to 75 manufacturing enterprises. It's a loan. It's a loan at 9% per annum, uh, 60 months repayment for long-term loans, 12 months for working capital. He also wants to target MSMEs and the informal sector with 125 billion naira. Uh, 50 billion of that will fund conditional grants of 50,000 naira each to 1 million MSMEs between now and March 2024. So we're looking at 1,300 MSMEs in each of the 774 local government areas, right? Then also... Um, uh, 100,000 MSMEs and startups will get, um, they'll share 75 billion naira. So each one will get between 500,000 and 1 million. And these are loans. It's not for Dash. These are loans. They are not grants. Um, they are at 9% interest uh, rate per annum. And it's got a repayment period of 36 months. The next thing that President Tinubu wants to address is food prices. Tinubu says that his government is negotiating with some farmers' associations to stabilize some prices. But also, he has approved the release of 200,000 metric tons of grains from the strategic grain reserves. He says the government will give um, this food directly to poor households. The idea is to reduce demand for food in the market, which will bring down prices for everyone. And then also the government will uh, release 225,000 metric, uh, metric tons of fertilizer, seedlings, other inputs to farmers. Very interesting plans, right? Uh, but with these plans, distribution selection, um, monitoring, these are the key challenges. Because I'm hearing all of this and I'm thinking about 2020. I'm thinking about donations from well, well-meaning uh, Nigerians. And I'm thinking about those donations ending up in warehouses where, you know, they went bad. So distribution, monitoring and evaluation, these are key challenges. How do you pick who should receive these items? How do you make sure they actually receive these items? These are the first questions on my mind. And then the president also mentioned the infrastructure support fund, money that the federal government is releasing to states to boost rural infrastructure. The idea is for states to improve rural road so that we can improve uh, uh, food supply. And then, of course, there's the buses. The government is using 100 billion naira to buy 3,000 um, CNG buses. Uh, that's uh, natural gas uh, buses to be used across the states. They'll distribute the buses to me your transporters he's also working he says that he's working in collaboration with the labor unions to introduce a new national minimum wage for workers and then we also mentioned the lag between uh, uh removing subsidy and making all these interventions he says it was unavoidable and i wonder if you agree with the president that this was unavoidable was it unavoidable could these things have been put in place before removing subsidy Anyway, zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. Let's hear your thoughts. Uh, the president said a lot last night, and I've just tried to cover it in a summary for you. What do you think? Zero one four six five seven one nine zero zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. Hello, thanks for calling us. Hello. Hello, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? 
I'm Mr. Sunday. I'm calling from Ikeja. Welcome, Mr. Sunday from Ikeja. Sandra, you see, we... Let me say... It's unfortunate we have found ourselves in a very wrong position. Until now, we are still in the same wrong position as a country. And as a president in a country, when you are seeking for position, you wait for the majority in an election day to get you into position. And what is your antecedent? That is number one thing is citizens of the country understand about a, a person coming into government. What is his antecedent? What has it done before? What has been his record? They will thank God this man who came in is now who he is. And it's quite unfortunate. You see, the things he listed out, they are quite sub-okay, but it's quite unfortunate that it wasn't what Nigerians are expecting, majority, I would say, are expecting him to do. What is your comparative advantage? Hello, are you there? I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yes. What, Zandra, I'm asking this question because we're all Nigerians. Right. If you understand the details of what we are dealing with as a citizen. Right. And what is affecting our economy? Now, what is our comparative advantage as a citizen? What we what we good in producing? That's the question we should be asking ourselves. I'm taking the wrong decision. Okay. I'm very sorry. Thank you very much. We've got Chukuma on the line. Hi, Chukuma. Yeah, I'm still here. Yes, welcome. You're live on the show now. Okay. Uh, on the no show, what I just want to say is uh, all this Nigeria government. We we'll just say he's just moving forward because they cannot get to uh to call Qatar they are talking about. That is why he's not even trying to help us get to people that have treated our money at the first place. He's not even trying to tell us how to help us fix our refineries. He's just saying let's move on. Let's move on. I don't know what to do. Right now I'm 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 a manager of the victory right now. Okay. Okay. The flower, the rate of flower, the price of flower is very, very high. Hmm. Uh, 30, 35,000, 30,000 naira now hmm. for bread. It looks for bread to 50. Mm-hmm. So you should just find something to uh, how you will just stop all these things. Because I think it's moving forward. You will not fight them. You cannot fight it about them anymore. Let's just move forward. All right, Chukuma, thanks for calling. Emeka is here. Emeka, welcome. Sandra is a person. Yes. Thank you very much. You're doing a good job. Thank you. You see, when I listened to that broadcast of my president, all I could um, feel was a rendition or an admission of state capture. Uh, he mentioned the elite of the elites. These few elites are the ones that have plunged the entire country into where we are. And I was expecting to hear from my president that as the commander-in-chief of the armed forces, that he was going to probe that scheme called subsidy and go after these elite of the elites. But from his speech, there was no plan, no intention whatsoever to go after those people. Rather, the masses are told to exercise patience tighten up your belt and give me time. Meanwhile, the elite of the elites have successfully looted this country dry and have become so powerful that 
we the masses are now the ones suffering for them. And another thing I found wanting in that very uh, well-articulated speech, because for me it was like reading out the script, was the fact that he never even talked about how to cut down on the cost of governance, to bridge the gap between the rich and the poor, especially our politically elected, uh, political, political uh, office holders and elected officials. We are still breeding another kind of elite of the elite. And who is sure that these plans, these well-articulated plans, are still not going to be hijacked by the same elite of the elite? Mm. For me, Sandra, what is happening now is like putting the cart before the horse. After the time he made that speech, we still had about a month thereabout before the end of the third subsidy. Mm. And he never admitted openly, though he did in a subtle way, should have admitted I was wrong in making that announcement hastily. He never admitted that. So as far as I'm concerned, Sandra, we are still facing state capture by the same elites of the elites. Thank you. Emeka, thank you for calling. Ayomide is here. Ayomide is in Festac. Ayomide, welcome. Good evening, man. Good evening. Talk to me. I'm a first time caller. I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Yes, ma. Please, I want to ask a question because you're always saying um, that with the money we are using for subsidies, we borrow it, Abby. Mm. So, where did you get this one million that they accumulated from this subsidy removal? Because I don't understand. Uh, as we so so here's the thing: we borrow money anyway, right? Yes. So we borrow money yes. to do things, borrow money to pay salary, build road, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And some of that money we borrow, we use some of it to go and pay subsidy. Now, so, now, now we don't have subsidy to pay anymore. So the money that we have borrowed is now remaining. We can now use that money to do other things. So we are still borrowing again. Yeah, we're still borrowing. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so, another one you said, another question, sorry. Mm. No, no problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, you also said um, they are giving 50% bonuses for the blue buses, then 25% redu- reduction, that is Lagos, just in Boston. Lagos, the government, yes. Mm-hmm. Y- yes, then they are giving 25% for the downfall. How would they do 25% for the downfall? Because the ad barrels, the money that I even collecting on will not let the downfall people cooperate with them. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Thank you, Ayobide, for calling from Festac for the first time. Rapalo Chiku, you're going to have to give us a call back because we have a break coming up and I don't want to cut you off in the middle of the break. We've got uh, this one here from Chike in Akute. Chike says, the first rule of nature is self-preservation. If people cannot afford to eat, where is the strength to board his bosses? He's putting the cart before the horse. But he also has plans for food. Uh, we've got uh, shareholders from Festac who says we expected to hear a reduction in the cost of governance and sacrifice on their part which is a major source of monthly national expenditure uh, hold on let me read the rest of that uh, okay all right shareholder thank you very much for the rest of that message uh, we're gonna take a break now when we come back from this break we'll keep talking about the president's speech from this morning we also have news from Lagos don't go away <coughs> This is the big three. The big three on hard facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. 
I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Did Tinubu's speech resonate for you? The president says the elite of the elite were getting rich off of forex, off of uh, fuel, and he had to put an end to that. He, however, did not say anything about taking steps to get the money back from these elite of the elites. Because if the president is saying that people have benefited illegally from subsidy and parallel rates, it means government should have an idea who they are. They're not ghosts. They're not hidden. Uh, so if we are having to sacrifice as Nigerians because money no day again, shouldn't the president be going after those he says stole the money? Should the president make going after the elite of the elite a priority before asking you to sacrifice? I also shared a bunch of things that the president says his administration will do to mitigate the effect of this suffering. He also says that it was unavoidable uh, to... um, uh, have put Nigerians in this place where there was a lag between removing subsidy and making the interventions possible. Do you agree that it was unavoidable? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five seven one nine zero ninety nine point three. Hello. Good to have Good you on afternoon. the show. Good afternoon. My name is Rapluchko. Welcome, Rapluchko. Okay, Antinimbus speech. See, Sandra, I, 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 I pray God bless this year, Koli, uh, former Obama. Okay. You see, yesterday, after the president's speech, he had a, a chat with Sheriff. Okay. So, and he said the truth. I believe on truth mm. and being sincere. Mm. When Nigerians continue, I mean, if Nigerians always be on the truth, if you see black, he says black, and not say black is white. Okay. God will bless this country, and the country will revive and progress again. See, Tinimbu said on his speech that he's advocate of subsidy. See how we all know what happened in 2012, and today we are in 2023. Some of us are counting our teeth with our tongue. See, to me, they don't promise Nigerians heaven and eight. At the end, none of it will, I mean, no implementation. Just take one or two policies, one or two things. We are tired of hearing promises. Yeah? This is two months. We are getting to three months on this administration. See, nothing tangible has been done. And we are, Nigeria is blessed with so many resources. All right, Raplojuku, thank you very much for calling. Yinka is here from Abiokuta. Yinka, welcome. Talk to me. How are you, Sandra? I'm very well. Well, the president's uh, message resonates with me very well. Okay. And I get frustrated uh, when I hear people say, it won't work, this will happen, that will happen. Does anybody really think that the president, as an individual, is going to be the one to make anything work? The president only thinks, comes up with idea, mm-hmm. and bounces it out among people that 
he will delegate it to. Those people that he will delegate it to also go into their ministries, agencies, and so on, and bounce it out and give ideas how it's going to be done. Now, the people that are going to execute it and people that they are going to execute it upon mm. has to show sincerity, dedication, and intention for the program to work. And what I'm hearing from people doesn't give me the you know, I, uh, courage to think that Nigerians are ready to make anything work. Look, in, in, in England, people go on social security. You have to go and submit yourself, your details to people at, at an office. And those people are individuals just like you. They can discriminate against you. They can record you properly and so on. But you still have to go to them. And those people have to do their own bit by doing the right thing. So, you know, when things go wrong, you bl there are so many people to blame. But I think the president's uh, job mm. is to come out with the right intentions, bounce it out, and people should come and execute it faithfully. That's why. But are you are you not are you not setting things up for the president to not be accountable for if these ideas, like you've stated, fail? Do do have we not suffered enough presidents being um, allowed? to be unaccountable for decisions they've made because uh, people will blame everybody else but the president. When you say this, oh, the president's own is to rule these ideas out, it's the rest of the people that have to execute, are you not creating okay. room for okay, excuses let me, let me, let me okay. if these ideas have, don't pan out? I have studied every president in Nigeria hmm. from the time of Gowan mm -hmm. today. Okay. And because I'm 69, 69 years old. Okay. I'm telling you mm -hmm. that the only way a government can function mm -hmm. is a proper civil service. People top notch. Okay. okay. Working in various departments. Now let's take a look I at. Have let, not let's seen take a look. Any president uh -huh. come out with dedicated uh, and well thought out ideas uh -huh. as this one uh -huh. Bola Ametunugu has done. Okay. Now, uh, now I, I like Yinka, Yinka. I like that. I like that you said that um, the civil service will have to help the president execute. Now, let's take a look at the ministers that the president has nominated. They are the ones who will have to run the civil service, right? Through the permanent secretaries, etc., no, etc. Et yeah, they they they, they have to they the have to run it through. Run yeah, but they, they they are supervising the perm sex. They are giving policy direction. They're helping the president's policy ideas yeah, yeah, come to life. Yes. Good. Do you think that the nominees the president has assembled at the moment, the twenty-eight men and women the president has assembled at the moment, do you think? 
think that they will that they are the right people who could help the president um, realize these um, policy um, ideas that he has ruled out? I am not in a position to comment on the nominees because I don't know them. I don't know them at all. <laughs> I'm just carrying their names and what they said they've done. But judging from the Past, hmm. the way from the antecedents, from the antecedents of Sorry? some of them. So, judging from the antecedents yeah, yeah. of some of them, of some of the no- surely you know some of the nominees. Yeah, yeah. Some of them, they are not clean. They are not. But still, even the president, the president was not clean. I don't support the way the president. No, we're not talking about. Election. We're not talking about their their cleanliness no, no, or their I'm morality now. The way the Nigeria situation is, mm-hmm. those ministers, they are not clean. But they can turn a new leaf and give proper direction, proper inspiration. Do you do you believe that they do you believe that these civil servants Mm -hmm. themselves have to be the one determined to do the right thing? Right. Okay. All right. Even if you bring the Lord Jesus Christ to come and run a ministry, Mm -hmm. if all the people there are devils. Mm-hmm. They will do devilish work. Judas did his work. Mm. Now, however, if you are Jesus and you have devils working for you, what would Jesus do in that situation? Would Jesus allow the devils continue to work, or would Jesus no, clean house? You, if you are a determined minister, you continue to change the the, the people. But if you don't get good people coming, look, you got to start from the the children, the, the primary school, secondary school, university, hmm. they got to qualify properly. Look, I'm telling you that we must support good governors in this country. So, so, so here's my problem. Here's my problem, Yinka. So I hear you and I agree with you that if policies make sense, um, the people should um, have an open mind. Um, I don't think that we must support. I think the job of the masses is to question, question, question as often as possible. But my, but my problem is, my problem, Yinka, is when you say that, um, oh, the, 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 the people who will have to help the president exec- execute, um, they also have to um, be willing to make this work. What if they're not willing to make it work? Where does the box stop? Does the box the, stop the at the civil service? Once the president knows to see mm. that any of the ministers are not doing the uh, correct... Uh, are not performing mm-hmm. either due to the minister itself mm-hmm. or, the, that, or the fact that they cannot control his ministry. Mm-hmm. The president will sack them, and I'm sure Bolatinovu will not allow. I know Bolatinovu to that extent. Right, he will not allow any failing minister to stay on to remain okay. after maximum one year. Okay, he will, all right. He will. He has a legacy. From the way I can read him, mm-hmm. he has a legacy to lay down. Mm-hmm. He, he has been working for it all for his a life. long time, right? Okay, and he has taken a lot of risk. Mm-hmm. He is fortunate to be there as president mm-hmm. at the moment, right. and having been there as president, mm-hmm. I don't think he will tolerate any minister to try to 
you know, jeopardize his legacy. Yenka, thank you so much for calling. What a, a fantastic conversation we just had. We've got uh, Azu here. Azu Frank, talk to me. Good afternoon, Madam Sandra. Good afternoon. The last conversation was quite interesting, and I was asking myself, this, uh, the last conversation we had, yes. I was asking myself, is this the administration I just three most that they blow the BBK English for? Look, I want to be a devil's advocate or play the devil's advocate here okay. today. Okay. Look, the presidency, we're talking about his speech, am I right? Yes. His speech yesterday, yeah. Yes. His speech yesterday to me mm-hmm. was, the target was, yeah, perfect. Look, what was he doing? The, the main purpose of that speech was, I beg, I beg, Una. He was pleading. Mm-hmm. He was pleading. And if we must give it to him, of course, you know my stand on this. I did not support him. But what are we expecting from this man? Like, in three months, mm. this is a country we all know what he inherited. Like, this is a country that is totally wizard from the healthcare to education. Name it. Mm. And you expect him to do magic in three months? No. And he's doing what he's supposed to do, which I look at him as, as a father also, is I beg. They could not just, you know, I beg, I beg. So, like, I was listening to your last conversation. You, you are scrutinizing. We could not calm down. Let's. I'm, I'm trying to be real here. Mm-hmm. What are we expecting him much to do? Now, I understand that Nigerians are going through a lot. Like, the pains are much. And like I tell my friends, I say we did for the state of Bulaba, and that the pain be like this. How you go be rich Balabu? Like Nigerians are really going through a lot. He have come out to say, look, I understand all this. Just please, 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 please. And we should all take blame in all this. We saw the country going down the drain. We are tolerating it. Now, back to the speech. The only thing, the only thing I will emphasize on, I would like, want him to work on is the modus operandi. The idea of sitting behind the flag or in front of the flag and the blue anthem and the whole stuff. Yes, it's a cake. That's what the military have been doing. It's not working. That's your I beg. It's not really getting... We they hear you, but it's not resonating with us. We're not feeling it. He should do more of interaction, relate to the people. They will feel that, okay, yes, you are begging us, you are with us. Don't stand up there with your on your high horse and you're telling us I beg, you know. I'm not taking away the job to be done. We all know that a lot of jobs have to be done. Everybody don't turn on a list. I don't get strength for that one about <laughs> what you have done. No, 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 no. I'm not going to that. Mm. Everybody knows everything now. Everybody, they pontificate. No, I'm talking about reality. Let's, let's, let's see, Sandra, look. Mm-hmm. If it was Labour Party or like they said, um, PDP, they would have done the same thing. Mm. Now, it is how do you carry the people along? Without the people, you don't have the leader. You work with them. How are you really begging us? The president, again, like I said, is like a father. You sell hope. That is what you do. Mm. You sell hope. Mm. You inspire it in people. Don't look, this speech yesterday, I asked myself. What effects, how much effect did they really have? Did they it, were like, okay, did okay, it, that man did not did be talking did it, on did, TV. Did it inspire hope in you? Did the speech yesterday inspire hope? To me, it was like the normal, same old stuff. I would have, see, imagine he was saying this in one market in Wuse or in one market in Abba. I was talking to those, to those women and he was telling them those same words. Those same words. Mm-hmm. And we had no, I get to see it in social media and all stuff. I was like, wow, this man is, you know, he's, he's in touch with the people. Mm. What I saw is like, what I used to see no more since like this small and seven years old, they go on television, play anthem, one man go talk. It's the same. I got the message, but, you but know, it was the modus operandi will let it sink more. 
So, but let's face fast. I beg, before we go nail this man, let's be face fast. Let's not expect magic. And on him on the speech, he should do more of communicating with the people. Because for a fact, we're in the state of Bulaba. Only God knows how Balabu will be. Take care. <laughs> All right, Frank. Thank you very much for calling Azu Frank. We've got Amata Churchill here. Amata, um, unmute yourself and talk to me. Hi, Churchill. Churchill, can you unmute yourself and speak with me? All right, I'm going to have to end the call with Churchill then. 99.3, hello. 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 Hey, Sandra. Thanks for calling. What's your name, sir? My name is Nancy. My name is Kelvin. Oh, welcome, Kevin. Um, Sandra, I don't understand because um, the president, the speech has improved a lot than what was done in the campaign. And I don't see anything wrong with the speech of the president. Hmm. The president has just put money into the economy from what I saw and listened to in the speech yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue of um, these ministers that are coming on board, mm-hmm. I have a lot of worries about it. And I express my worry on this platform already. Hmm. I can see... The whole Charlie Boy show playing out. In fact, some people are not saying this. I'm waiting for someone that will tell me that he started the primary school in the womb or he graduated from the womb. Mm. Because the whole thing is becoming a mess. And I have said that screening of ministers, number one, should start from the committee level. In the place we copy this democracy for, I think that's where they start the screening of their ministers or their secretary of state as they were over there. And why has portfolios not added to it? That's another concern that I've had. Because as you have killed these people, it's just as if you are not, you don't know their job description, you're just studying them, and um, your thing just look like a mess to me. You know any portfolio attached to it. This has been the concern of some of us before this screening that we were worried about. So, at the end of the day, a lot of them have been taking take a bar go. We don't know that job description. We don't want to go back to the time when somebody after eight years told us that he did not know about the ministry he was giving. These are the worries and the concerns of so many of us. And I think it is paramount now that this thing should be put into our constitution. It should be amending, it should be placed. The amendment that took place, I was shocked that this was not in here, that the portfolio should be given to the ministers. Having said that, back to the speech of the president. Hmm. The president talked a lot of things about the oil set and, um, the, and the people, the elites and all that. Mm-hmm. I wanted the president to hold some people responsible that have kept us in this mess we are. People have told, there was a time during the Good Luck Jonathan era, we heard about the softlities. What happened to those people? They were arrested and they were taken. What happened to them? What happened to those that were paraded at that time? Are they gone suddenly into oblivion? The president talked about farming, putting money into agriculture, not that fantastic idea. But we all know that right now in the country, some of our people in the northwest and the northeast, they pay money to bandits to access their farmlands. It is not a hidden secret, it's an open secret that everybody knows. What issues have we done to put that and to need that to the board? So, but us, uh, if you look at the voting overall, the president has spoken well, but now, Implementation is what we are worried about. Is implementation going to take place? That is key. Is it, is it going to be attacked by party members? Those are the concerns a lot of us have. But for what the president has said mm. so far, 
I'm happy with him. Somebody talk about him speaking to us. Why would we not be happy that the president spoke to us? We had a president in eight years that barely that barely spoke to us. And I have a man now that is speaking to me. I should not be happy that he's speaking to me. Uh, please, come on. Let us get out of this. <laughs> Implementation is true now. Your comment from Indonesia keeps saying this this morning that this is that this and that this and that. Uh, is, is, is there a new thing? I wish it back in the, back in the old era. They did it like this in other words. Okay, this is Nigeria. This is not in other words. The president was here in eight years. I can count how many times he spoke to us. Mm. And he was sympathetic with the people. And that is key. Unlike the Senate, who were laughing at us the right day. Abba, we should give kudos to some friends. Where kudos is now? So, implementation, Mr. President. How would this be implemented? Tell us, we want to know. And the substitutes that did us, this, this car has damaged us. Help us and get us get them. Where are they? Are they in Thank you, Sandra. Thank you very much for calling, Kevin. Paul in Egbeda is here. Hi, Paul. Yeah, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Welcome. Happy New Month. Happy New Month. Yes, it is a new month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sandra, I want to ask two questions. It has been disturbing me since yesterday. Okay. Yeah. What is the constitutional implication of the president not submit all the nominees for ministerial appointments? Well, the lawyers will have to answer because the constitution is silent on that. Okay. Yeah. So it means the 60 uh, days mentioned is of no effect. It doesn't have any implication. Well, the president has breached a constitutional uh, a mandate, so there should be some effect, but that effect will only be activated if now, he's taken to court. people, or when they submit their name, would they be validly nominated? Yeah, they, they will be validly nominated. They'll be screened Even as well. Even after the 60 days? Yes, they will. Uh, well, they should be. Again, these are questions mm-hmm. that the legislative arm of government should address. These are questions that the judiciary should address because um, it's a very fine, very delicate uh, 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 constitutional question that the president has presented by doing it on the 60th day, number one, and but still doing it without doing it completely. So it's it's really an interesting um, uh, a question for the legislative arm of government and the judiciary to try and answer. But yeah, the president has done something very, very delicate. <laughs> yeah, because I remember that because the last administration took over six months to get his uh, nominees and the house had to say no this must not continue that's why they said they we'll be right back we're back we're back we're back we're back we are back we're back on 99.3 nigeria I'm Sandra Ezzakwesili, and the NLC is criticizing the president's speech. That's our second story. Not to worry, we're going to keep talking about this until five. The NLC said that the speech was not the silver bullet that Nigerians expected. By the way, the Senate uh, seems to have dispersed. It, It looks like they're done for today. 
But yeah, back to the NLC. They said the speech wasn't um, the silver bullet that Nigerians expected. Uh, so my first question, of course, is were you expecting a silver bullet, Nigerians? Were you? Mm, you're a Nigerian. <laughs> were you expecting a silver bullet or did you come to yesterday's speech with low expectations or maybe even no expectations at all? Anyway, here's what the NLC had to say specifically. They say Tinubu is not serious about a new minimum wage. According to them, the government has still not set up a committee to negotiate with Labour on the minimum wage. Uh, NLC also said that as long as the government is not taking steps to revive the refineries, then the government is not addressing the root causes that led to subsidy. Now, of course, when you talk about... um, oil and gas and you talk to the oil and gas experts many of them will tell you that uh, maybe the refineries cannot be revived you know they'll talk about the billions that we've already spent to rehabilitate the refineries without results and you know they tell you look that's probably not something we should be focusing on, on at the moment but back to nlc they also said that they trust that these that they don't trust these uh planned palliatives they think that these are just promises and that we've heard it all before they also say that we've had such palliatives in the past and that they did not really yield any impact for regular people nlc also wants to know why the president is not going after the so-called elite of the elite and nlc has also accused the president of hypocrisy they reminded the president that back in 2012 he opposed subsidy removal and nlc wants to know what has changed so that's the labor congress's response to tinubu's speech what do you think Think about it for a bit. We'll bring you business news. After the business news, you can tell me what you think. 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. We've got WhatsApp and Facebook. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. And Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. This is Hard Facts. Thank you very much for on for business news. Lagos, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. And I brought you before the news, the Labour Congress's uh, statement or reaction to the president's speech from yesterday night. What do you think? 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. Still to come here in Lagos, Governor Songolu has ordered a slash in transportation fares. 99.3, hello. Sandra. Sir. Good evening. A big good afternoon. Good evening. What's your name, sir? Palliative method, it all read. <laughs> With you. Sandra, did you, did you see all the loopholes in Lagos State Government palliative and the presidential palliative? First of all, the state government said 25% to yellow buses. How many yellow buses belong to Lagos State? Secondly, the federal government said they want to bring in buses. Without saying that the companies that produce cars in Nigeria, you could not have an agreement with them to say, Take a certain number of, number of people and produce a certain amount of buses for us. You never did that. You want the economy to grow. You did not even say governors in your state. Reduce your expenditures. So state of assembly, cut your money. State of assembly and federal assembly, cut your money. He not talk so. Sandra, you can see where this coming is coming from. To make matter worse, you say subsidy. Some people are getting richer. That means you know them. You know put them. You don't even talk about the refinery. 
with the, with the how much, how many billions that I was putting, that the promise was going to function before the end of last year. You kept it mute. And Sandra, you can see that we are designed to fail. Everything is deceived in Nigeria. Whoever is leading us always comes to deceive us. The politics you want to bring out, some people will cash out to become rich. Because we have seen it before. We've had this thing before. It's not new to any of us that are over 30 something years old. Even to something years old. It's never new. You can see why the people do not believe the government anymore. Then the state government could not say all Agberos in Boston should clear away. So transition will go down. The state government did not say so. That one, they kept it mute. It's not in the constitution. So they're not going to talk about it. So I can see all the lies tells you that we head nowhere. I have told you, you own a particular company before. Before you came in, you should be able to know how to deal with that sector. Just because you want some people to be richer and you want to still make money, you don't let it the way it is. Sandra, before December, we go buy for a 1000 Thank you. <laughs> Malik, thank you very much for calling. All right. Uh, if you just came here, let me finally tell you that Governor Songolu has ordered a slash in transportation fares. That's our third story on today's Big Three. The state government says it's also trying to do its part to cushion the effects of the end of subsidy. So here's the deal. For state-owned uh, transport, starting tomorrow, Wednesday, all fares have been cut by half, 50%. So BRT, yellow bus, first and last mile buses, first and last mile buses, those are the korokwe, um, those small blue and white ones, right? So for state-owned buses, the ones, the buses that are owned by the state whether it's yellow or brt or white and blue they've caught that one 50 percent but of course most public transportation is commercial or private like danfo government cannot directly order danfo to reduce price so instead Songolu says that they have come to an agreement with danfo drivers he said, quote, for the informal buses, they are also going to make a pronouncement today. I can say to you that we have agreed with them that they will be doing about a 25% reduction of fares on their buses. All of the yellow buses that we have on the street, they will make a formal announcement maybe later on that. That will take effect from tomorrow or Wednesday. Now, remember, of course, that the governor made this speech yesterday. So he was talking about it going into effect today or tomorrow. So what that means, Lagos, is if your bus ride currently costs you 600 naira, from tomorrow, it should cost you 450 naira. So tomorrow and Thursday, I want you to call me and tell me if the Danfo in your area have implemented this 25% cut. If you are a Danfo driver and there's a Danfo driver who listens to us, his handle on Twitter is Celebrity Danfo. Celebrity Danfo, if you're listening to the show, I would love if you could give us a call. Now, of course, if you're working, please don't give us a call. But if you're not working at the moment, please give us a call. 
and uh, talk to uh, to me about this agreement with the state government. Is there an agreement? Have you all agreed that you will reduce your price by 25% even though you're commercial drivers and private car owners? Same thing for BRT that isn't owned by the government, by the way, uh, uh, and uh, state-owned Korokwe. So from tomorrow and uh, from uh, Thursday... Tell me if they've reduced their prices, if they've reduced their fares by half. This is the step that um, the state government is taking to help um, Ligotians breathe. Is it a good step, do you think? Do you think it can be properly implemented and enforced? Uh, what else do you think the state government uh, should be doing, could be doing? Now, of course, uh, the Lagos state government has also made plans for food. I'll tell you about that in a bit. But let's talk about this for now. 99.3, Hello. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3. Hello, good evening, Auntie Sandra. Good evening, sir. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Paul, calling from uh, Transit in Naja. Paul, welcome. Talk to me. The last speaker I have spoken my mind, is it Malik? Yes, Malik. He said everything right. And in fact, I just remember when I was a little child, our elders used to deceive us when we were eating corn. That, ah, there is a Ojutu sitting on our corn. They will just, before you turn your eye there, they will show you, they will cut your corn. So, you see, uh, uh, the president, the president's speech, although I appreciate him, I appreciate him for the fact that, at least for the first time in recent time, we have a president who will come out and talk to his people, unlike the previous one. But... What he said is just like a prank to me. Uh, I, I, I don't believe. I don't believe in what he said. Mm. Like I said earlier, the last speaker has spoken my mind. I think Mr. President is supposed to be telling us how we are going to revamp our refinery to stop taking our crude abroad to refine and bring it back to Nigeria. And then. The issue of insecurity in the north, uh, uh, in the north as whole, well, whether not central, northeast, or northwest, the farmers can't go to their farms because of insecurity. The headers are always clashing with them. So th- that is why you, we are having shortage of food in the country. So these are the things, Mr. President, is supposed to be addressing. And again, just like the last speaker said, I remember very well, very well last year when they announced that the federal government released billions of naira for the... Uh, uh oh, that's unfortunate. It looks like he, he's run out of airtime there. 99.3? Hello, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? Onyamwai Gozegi. Gozegi. Yeah, this is the merchant man. Merchant man, welcome. Talk to me. The penultimate scholar, like the last scholar was saying, said it all. I think Malik. Okay. If anybody should believe those things that we have said yesterday, um, the person can believe everything, and the person can believe anything. Like uh, one of the analysts was saying in the morning, mm. we've gone past the time of um, campaign, we are no longer campaigning. Everybody is looking up to what the government after two months has put in place. Hmm. Now, the pressure is so much based on the coming out of the NLC for uh, a showdown. Hmm. Now, you want to come and start telling us things we know. 
things we've been hearing for the past 30 years. There's one thing I, at a point, decided not to comment or talk about anything Nigerian politics. I prefer things that will make me happy. But sometimes you, you, you listen to commentaries, you will be forced to make your own comment. Somebody called the other time and was saying uh, he, he's so much happy that the president has spoken. Spoken what? It should, be, it should have been better that he, he left everything to be the way it is than coming to speak things that nobody can hold for anything. If only the president was coming to tell us that the refineries, this is the essence of what we have gone through. And we, we, we will make sure that by so-so time, in the next three weeks, in the next one month, the one refinery that has been able to be rehabilitated to be at work. It would have been different than coming to tell us all these things. It's good that he never said anything as long as I'm concerned. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for calling. Let's take a look at messages on WhatsApp now before the riot. Ben, uh, sorry, Bioye from Yaba says, as per President uh, uh, Tinubu's speech, I didn't listen, but at least he spoke. Elite of the elite, a.k.a. cabals again, who will stop them? Are they untouchable? Why didn't the president implement all these palliatives before removing the subsidy? Why didn't he talk about slashing cost of governance? Very interesting talk with Mr. Yinka. All right. Uh, Bioye. Thank you very much for your message. We've got uh, this one here from Mr. Ken in Surulere. Mr. Ken says, no comment on the state and stages of the refineries, fighting corruption, recovery of looted funds, complete probe of NMPC. It makes that broadcast yesterday completely empty. Ken from Surulere, thank you for your message. Uh, Nonyaini Korodu says, this president takes delight in making pronouncements without thinking things through. Um, he messed up an entire economy by a statement on subsidy. He plunged the whole nation into chaos. Now he has replicated that as ECOWAS president with his seven-day ultimatum to a sovereign nation. Nigeria is already at war with Islamists, Boko Haram, bandits. Other West African nations are not doing any better. How in heaven's name is this man going to put together a force to fight the coup plotters after seven days? It's unfortunate. Slashing transport fares by 100%, 100% is a scam. What of Agbiru's? What has he done about them? Well, it's not by 100%, but um, thank you very much for your message. We've got uh, Matthew who says, this is so sad. We've been so debased to the extent that a leader speaking to us is an achievement that has to be celebrated. Matthew, thanks for your message. Uh, Michael Inakute says, the president has spoken his mind towards Nigerians, but I didn't hear him give Nigerians hope that our refineries could come back to life and be functional again. He also didn't assure Nigerians that the salaries of uh, him, the president, the Senate, the House of Reps, etc., will be cut down to reduce the cost of governance since the subsidy has now come to stay. So they want the poor and average Nigerians to continue suffering. All this now movie. Michael, thanks for your message. Um... Ralph in Satellite Town is asking, how possible is it to downfall drivers to slash their prices? How exactly when they're still buying fuel at 700 naira? Ralph in Satellite Town, thank you for your message. Ni Omole says, they hurriedly put uh, together a speech for the president as an afterthought to probably appease NLC strike and for the optics coming two months after imposing multiple reforms. The speech failed to address the real immediate issues facing Nigerians and was silent 
spent on issues like plans for domestic refineries, improving power supply in a generator powered economy, transportation subsidies, food, etc. The initiatives announced selective and medium to long term before the real impact will be felt by Nigerians who are already suffering and have been suffering since May 29. Yet another reactive move, move from someone who was supposedly the most prepared president. Ni is uh, in Lagos. Ni Omole, thank you very much for your message. Let's uh, come back to the phone lines now. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Thanks for calling. What's your name, sir? My name is Peter. Peter, welcome. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so first off, uh, I'm I'm really upset, Sandra. I'm really, really angry. Pretty happen. I I've been one just manage my I've been just one manage my emotion make a lock of listen but I heard something that um, somebody said from Jakarta Indonesia and I was bothered I really was bothered okay and I know he's listening so I want to ask him mm. if wherever he is right now if the situation is as bad as this one. Mm-hmm. That is coming out here to speak on behalf of the government in this same country that we are in right now. Hmm. You understand hmm. that? Okay. Because he hurts, he hurts a lot. When I hear people make cut slacks for the government, he hurts me a lot. Okay. Like these people do not even actually know what we are going through. Most of them keep making excuses for the government. I mean, it was this same president that told us not to pity him when he got into power. So why are they making excuses for him? If you're in the seat of power, do your job. You're not our father. Nobody's your son here. Do your job. Do the job that you got into power for. You were the one soliciting for the job. You were campaigning for it. Right? Right. Even though a lot of us do not believe in the essence of you being in power, but you're there because you you made a pledge to serve the people. You're there now and people are saying we should give you time. Give you time for what? Give you time to do what? I know what I'm going through. I know the amount of pressure I'm going through right now, like family-wise and all, mm. personal-wise. Mm. I know how much is been in my pocket, my finance, my life, my plans, my dreams, and people who are well off, who do not actually know what we are going through, would come out and speak and become a devil's advocate for the government. Well, I don't blame them, Shah. Like Jimmy Dusu said this morning, like we've been so abused to the point where a speech <laughs> is looking like a gold mine. Because me, I don't, I don't, I don't. I know, like Sandra, I did vex. Sandra, I vex. No vex, no vex, no vex. I'm really, no really annoyed because he hurts a lot. Let me ask all of them because by then they always feel like, see, then get opinion, pass us. We will be on ground here. Yeah, we will feel the pain every day. You know, Sandra, we'll go talk later now. We'll go talk later. Thank you, Peter, for calling. Chinea Day here. Chinea, how you doing? Chinea is not here anymore. So we say Chinea Day here. <laughs> Okay, um, Lagos, let's keep talking about the stories from the big three today. But let me also tell you that uh, the uh, Lagos state uh, government has uh, said that they've uh, made some really interesting arrests 
uh, about the armed robberies around Lagos um, uh, over the past few weeks. If you if you remember, uh, last week on the big weekend, we talked about the recent wave of daylight robberies and street robberies around Lagos. The police has now responded. Last week, Thursday, they launched uh, Operation Flush. And here's what the spokesperson, Ben Hundeng, said. He said, quote, the CP has launched a statewide operation designed to identify exact trouble spots, especially along construction areas, and flush out criminals, particularly traffic robbers and other miscreants. The operation, codenamed Operation Flush, commences with immediate effect. And here's what the police is claiming this week. This week, the police are claiming that um, they've had some early successes. So first of all, they announced the arrest of 88 suspects within the first 24 hours of Operation Flush. They said the officers raided black uh, spots, um, which they believe are are hideouts for armed robbers. Now, what that means, of course, is that they didn't catch the suspects in the act of robbery. But police, Nindy Talks, say the people we didn't catch carry arms and they carry hard drugs so they are suspects uh, so 88 but um, since they announced that 88 they've made um, at least 33 more arrests so that's at least 121 people who have been picked up by Operation Flush. My question Lagos have you noticed these activities? Have you noticed the activities of, of, of Operation Flush in your area? Is your community one of the areas that was hard hit by armed robbery in the last few weeks? Are you still, are you feeling safer And I have questions about these black spots, these so-called black spots. If the police knew that these places existed, why didn't the police raid them before Operation Flush? 0700993993 I've got about one minute for one call and then we'll take a very short break and come back and take a few more calls. 99.3, hello. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. Hi. Good evening. Hello. Welcome. What's your name, sir? Hello, Auntie Sandra. My name is Ndubisi. Ndubisi, uh, welcome. Talk to me. <laughs> Auntie Sandra, please. Auntie Sandra, just give me time. I want to tell you something. I have I'm one minute. Driver. Okay. Hey. I'm a Dafo driver. Okay. Auntie Sandra, I'm living at Obafo mm. side. Okay. Are you, do you hear me? I'm hearing you. Auntie Sandra, mm. from Obafo to Yanaba, mm. we pay sisters at 500 for only Amuru. I listen to me. Okay. Sister, that five I can be calling bus stop to bus stop. Yes, please call bus stop to bus stop for me. Yes. Yes. At my bus, we buy ticket four hundred. We pay our booking two hundred. We pay loading two hundred. That is six hundred. We now went to Ibiye. We pay two hundred. From Ibiye to Church Gate, we pay another two hundred. From Church Gate to Barabara, be the Coco. Agbara will spend 2,800 hmm. for your Agbara. Hmm. From Agbara, we not pay police. From that is a place, we pay police. Each point to 200 for hmm. police. Police hmm. stay at ADK, Boston, in front of the station. Hmm. Police stay at the PA. Police stay at the church gate. Hmm. Police stay at Odofa. Hmm. People that stay around that place, they can call and confirm if I'm lying. I say, Sandra, total money we pay in a day. Hmm. So this small bus and driver, using Koroque bus, hmm. we spend 6,800. That one PDF. Now, government is telling us that they want to us to cut out of our price. We are buying for five hundred and sixty eight naira mm. in this our area. Mm. 
568 naira. Mm-hmm. Now we are paying this up with 6,000 plus. Mm. We are paying the lift for who get the motor 7,000. Mm. We as a driver, we're going here with 1,300. I'm talking to you, I don't already close work because mm-hmm. some of my money is and buy for payable. As I'm talking to you, now, it's 1,500 left for me, a family man. Oh. I'm just telling my wife not to go and buy Indomie. Let's cook, let the children eat. I have worked since morning to up to time. This four o'clock. Since morning, I'm left with 1,500. You are still telling me not to cut off price. I just said that these government people, they're not taking us as a fool. It's because of strike. All of us are planning, even me, as I need to pack my motor tomorrow to join the strike. Now they come out, they tell us, say, they have do this, they have do that. I just said that all is lie. I just said that we are dying. As I'm talking to you, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm walking as if I'm not walking. I'm walking as if I'm a lazy man. I'm walking from morning to night and this has nothing to give account. And this has nothing to give account. Who don't tell them of God to repeat? We are suffering. We are suffering. This is they are killing us. This is to tell Abu to leave the road. And this is I'm here. I'm listening. Tell Abu to leave the road. The passengers will enjoy. We will cut off. We will cut off the price. If I can buy for a 568 naira and carry, I, I will leave the road. Police leave the road. At the time, I can carry from from Magot to Yanaba 200. If Abu is not on the road, but from Magot to Barawe to Yanaba, I carry 500, 200. People are suffering. People are standing in the bus stop. People will be begging, begging, begging driver, begging conductor. They don't have money because of people who pay Abu to pay police. How much is remaining? Buy for it. How much is remaining? At this under this will make us to be lazy. We are working nothing to show from year to year. My picking in Lagos, nothing to show. My picking in the nothing to show. I cannot send 2,000 to my mother in the village. From month to month, and I'm working and driving. And now people are using the money. Eating. See their fat. See their belly. At the time, I see their belly. See cheap. When they drive, tell them the chairman, then the executive, then the organizer, then be this, then be that. At the time, we are the ones suffering from them. Welcome back to Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwisli. Is Community You Report on, on, on Hard Facts. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and yes, this is Hard Facts. And that was quite the phone call with Ndubisi. Ndubisi, let me say that um, I, I I empathize with what you're going through. I cannot understand it because I'm not a downfall driver. However, I empathize um, with the idea of working so hard every single day and having non state actors who have contributed nothing to your hard work essentially make that hard work look useless and it's not just non-state actors it's non-state actors and state actors as well so i do hope that um you know the 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 agents of the government who uh, you know often listen to this show heard that phone call and it hopefully forces them maybe inspires them to make some changes especially if you're going to be asking commercial drivers to take a 25 percent um cut you know we've got bk max from alimo show who says sandra i'm not surprised um uh, sandra that man that called you has a duplicated situation with mine in my case i have a sienna car that i bought for family use but i had to convert it to transport last year due to economic situation of the country after the fuel subsidy removal i had to park it and paste by me on it because the business is no longer sustainable in summary i make an average of twenty two thousand naira daily i pay agwero five thousand naira eight i buy fuel thirteen thousand 
2006, I go home with 2004, a family man with a wife and three children. Sandra, these Agbero are laughing at us and we're lamenting on radio because they own the government. I just hope everyone is safe. All right, BK Max, thank you for your message. I got another call here, uh, another message here from Mr. Olushe Gunajai. Mr. Olushe says, if Babajide Songolu is sincere with his conscience, the first thing Lagosian passengers want with regards to transport is the removal of Agbero and police, who are a canker worm and a thorn in the flesh of passengers and drivers. Agbero and police have turned transport business into a nightmare. Olushe Gunajadi with that message there. We've got... Uh, uh, this uh, message here from uh, you didn't leave your name you say in the name of God please kindly <laughs> please kindly put us a jingle the last driver's lamentations okay we'll think about it Joe from Bariga says Nigerian police raiding dark spots let me tell you what Elaje police attached to CMS Bariga Lagos to from 11pm the said police station raids innocent citizens coming back from work calling it late wandering and illegal movement I have my personal experience with the said police station. They are cashing out on innocent citizens. I bet you go and check. 99% of those in police cells are innocent. Joe from Bariga uh, with that report about Elaje police station. Operation Flush, like any other initiative of the police, is a potential for random arrest. And if you cannot sort yourself at the police station, you're charged to court and abandoned to determine your fate. NGOs that facilitate the release of persons awaiting trial will tell you their overwhelming story. All right. Thank you for your message. We've got uh, Femi in Dallas who says, Madam Sandra, Nigeria and drama. This Operation Flush should be the title of a movie. What kind of police force makes such announcements? announcement to go after armed robbers possibly a way to show government how a certain allocation was spent corruption everywhere what a shame femi from uh, dallas with that message on whatsapp also on whatsapp i've got uh, this one here from harry in yaba harry says sandra i don't understand the attachment between nigerians and the four moribund refineries can we just sell them off how many more billions are we to waste on the so-called turnaround maintenance from abasanjot yaradwa to g to PMB. We should keep doing the same thing over and over, hoping for a different outcome. The mode of reaching out to the people by TV is best. How possible is it for any president to go from market to market and school to school talking to the people? With TV broadcast, he reaches billions of people at the same time. All right. Thank you very much, Harry, for your message. Let me come back to the phone lines now. And yes, Lagos, you can talk to me about any of the stories I've brought to you since 3 p.m. So I told you at 3 o'clock clock um, about the president's speech um, he talked about the elite of the elites he didn't say however that he'll be going after this elite of the elites he talked about all of the plans they are rolling out including money including funds for uh, money for for MSMEs money for manufacturers uh, money for infrastructural development in states uh, money for farmers money for uh, uh, palliatives as well talked about all of those plans and then we came back to Lagos where the Lagos State Government um, also talked about some of the palliatives they are rolling out. A 50% slash in fare prices on Lagos State-owned uh, uh, buses and then 25% uh, from commercial drivers. Now, of course, I'm asking you, if you're a commercial driver, have you guys made your own official announcement about this issue? And how do you feel about having to slash your price by seven, 25% even though you're having to buy really expensive fuel? Uh, 
0465 Hello, good evening. Hello, good afternoon. What's your name, ma'am? I'm Julie. Julie, welcome. Talk to me. Sandra, yes. well done. Thank you. Sandra, I can ask you one thing. Go ahead. This palliative, palliative, when they talk about, mm. can you please explain to me? Now they say they want to slash 25% or so mm. down for driver. Commercial driver. Yes. Then they give them for I be they know they see what they happen for for from my place. I normally pay fifty naira to my to market. You are normally to purchase things. Now it's hundred and fifty naira. Coming back, we am supposed to pay two hundred to get me to my place. I pay uh, six hundred and fifty naira from all the things that we are selling. All the whole profit have been cut off. A carton of uh, uh, Indomie now. This indomit, this uh, indomit table, mm. the small one is four thousand four hundred mm. from the market. A carton of biscuit that will normally sell with profit like two fifty or three, and now it's hundred and fifty naira mm. on a carton that will normally buy. In fact, my sister, mm. I don't want to talk about Nigerian matter. At the verse, as that guy talks, say it. He says, "My my my mind is boil. I don't know." I don't know. You see the speech when president talk. Mm. And I won't go there. I beg. How is I've for a long time I have not heard from me, Alex from Ikeja. Please help me ask her where she did. I won't hear her voice. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. All right, Julie, thank you very much for calling. Ninety nine point three. Hello. Hello. Asanda. Yes. Good evening. Good evening. What's your name, ma'am? How you doing? I did Kakbe. And I don't like <laughs> Until they work, that put the chop. Now we did now. Sandra, for the past two weeks now, no fifty market. Rice now don't go up. If I want even cook for house now, my eight hundred never better. Thanks, I'm now fifty something thousand away back. Mm-hmm. Sandra, mm-hmm. my place here to go mushi now three hundred never back. Go carry leg, go carry shoes. Sandra. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't just use that money to do any politics. Maybe they take find way for us to eat food, food. Sandra, as I they say food, you go see elderly people. Go not people will go stand my phone, tell me to make I give them food. They don't want me. I just put food for them, maybe they eat. How many I want they give? Me, as I they talk, so I'll be widow. I did this one why they sell, now they pay feed my children. Mm. Unlike before, we buy with those people, then they give them packages. Nobody they do them again, no money. Some churches go just call with those, make them come. They go organize something, give them. But since eight years plus now, only few, they feed them. They will just package Gary, give us. Eh? We don't tire out. We don't know how we go do this thing again. I don't fed up to complain, say, don't tire me. Eh? Hope, thank you very much for calling. Now, of course, I should mention again that the president said that uh, they plan to boost manufacturing by giving one billion each to 75 manufacturing enterprises. It's a loan, 9% per annum, 60 months repayment for long term, 12 months for working capital. They are also going to target MSMEs and the informal sector with 125 billion naira, 50 
50 billion of that will fund conditional grants of 50,000 each to 1 million MSMEs. So MSMEs include the kind of business that my sister Hope is doing. And they're going to do it between now and uh, March 2024. So they're targeting 1,300 MSMEs in each of the 774 local government areas. So you have um, uh, the, the 774 local government areas. They're going to do that. And then they also want to give 100,000 MSMEs and um, startups 75 billion naira. So each one will get between 500,000 and 1 million. These are loans. They're not grants. So the MSMEs will have to pay back. Repayment is uh, 9% interest per annum. Repayment period, 36 months. Then Tinubu wants to address food prices as well. He says his government is negotiating with farmers associations to stabilize um, some prices. He has also approved 200,000 metric tons of grains from strategic green reserves. He says the government will give this food directly to poor households. So the food that they are bringing out, they want to give it directly to poor households. The idea is so that people will not need to be going to a market like that for, for food. And then that will bring down prices for everyone. That's what the government says it wants to do. They'll also reduce, uh, release 20, uh, 225,000 metric tons of fertilizer. And they'll uh, release seedlings and other inputs as well to farmers. Now, like I said during the big three, these all sound very interesting. However, if if you don't have a proper plan for distribution and if you don't have a proper plan for selection, if you don't have a proper plan for monitoring, this will not work. I'm going to say it categorically now. Categorically speaking, if you do not have a proper distribution, selection and monitoring plan, because these are key challenges for things like this to work. If you don't have a proper plan in place, it won't work. You need to have a transparent way to show the people. How will you pick those who will receive these things? How will you make sure they actually receive it? Like we can't speak softly about this one. This one, eh? You're either being transparent about it or you're telling people with your chest it's business as usual. Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. I had to remind you what the president said because of what um, Hope called in to talk about. Provide the people food. Well, the president mentioned it in his speech. Ninety nine point three. Hello. Hello, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. What's your name, ma'am? I'm Helen. Helen, welcome. Talk to me. Helen. Okay. Well, my contribution number one. Nobody remembers the elderly and those who are retired. Hmm. Then number two, we don't have data. Then number three, what's the essence, the significance of the NIN? Thank you. Thank you very much for calling. All right. Three very important questions. 99.3. Yes. Sir. yes. I feel for that man or that commercial driver. Yes. yes, it's quite sad. He said, let Abolo go. Uh, if Abolo go, let Abolo go if it can be possible, so that police will see enough work to do. Arrest will go plenty. Uh, everybody will feel the heat. That man, where they, where are you there? They say father and son. We are not doing father and son here. Please tell him. My father is God Almighty. This man asks for it. The Tinimbu, President Tinimbu, he asks for it and they get it. Let him hit the ground running. 
not the father and son we are doing here. They are overseas, they are abroad, wherever you may be. Is that how the president are doing them, father and son? They will change their dollar and come here, come to millions. They'll buy whatever they want to buy. They are not helping us, some of them. They are not contributing immensely. Call a spade a spade. I know what we want. Let hit the ground, Lord, do something practical. Not theory, every time theory. Promises that never fulfill. That's not what Nigeria wants this time around. Please. God bless you. All right. Thank you very much for calling. Uh, let's take a look at more messages on WhatsApp now before we have this break come up. On WhatsApp, I've got uh, this one here, Sandra Nawao. How is it possible? If the police can arrest over 80 criminals within 24 hours, what has stopped them since all this while from making Lagos a crime-free environment? Ah, what a country, this person says. Thank you very much for your message. Also from WhatsApp, We've got uh, Emmanuel Inketu who says, The president's speech, I wasn't expecting anything because right from the campaign period, Tinubu and the APC never engaged the people. President's speech yesterday was impromptu because Peter Obi engaged his people on Twitter space on Saturday. Lagos transportation fees re- reduction by 50% or 25% is not attainable. Sandra, please, you shouldn't have caught the last caller no matter of break because it was emotional for me. Omar, if I don't uh, end the call for break, Sheriff Quadri will send me query. So I have to end calls for break. It's very important because br- the, the, the adverts are how we keep the lights on. We've got a vow from Aguda who says it hurts that the president is aware of the criminality regarding the fuel subsidy, but seems to prefer to protect uh, and pamper the fraudsters while putting majority of the masses into untold suffering and hardship. Why can't these selfish individuals be exposed, arrested and prosecuted? Things like this make citizens support the action of military in Niger. Have we heard the Niger people complain? They're even celebrating it. People are not blind. excesses of government. Val from Aguda with that message. Val, here's what I will say to you, Val, and to everybody who thinks that a military coup or a military regime is the way to go. A lot of you are older than 30. And if you're older than 30, you experienced military regime. Every month, we're receiving a lot from Abacha, who has been dead for a while. That tells you that the military regime will not only steal you blind, but they will not even allow you to complain about the fact that they're stealing you blind. Maybe you can call Sandra on the radio and say, Oh, what are you doing? What are you? What are the government have done? What have the, what have the, in a military regime, you will not even be able to do it. You will not. And that is added to all the people who will be killed, all the people who will be disappeared. Let's take a break. We'll keep talking. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Your number one station for talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Like I was saying before the break, I don't think no matter what, no matter how bad you think things get, how bad you think things have gotten, I don't think that anything should make you dream about a country under military rule. If Nigeria were a country that has never experienced military rule, then you can say, eh, maybe the military will be better. But guy, 
we have lived through military regime as in regime after regime buhari's first time no be military no be that time where we did do essential commodity i mean i don't forget eh when we be we they carry sawdust sawdust they cook with fuel with a uh, with a stove you don't forget now that military that one happened to and the issue with a military regime is Sandra Ezekwesli will not be on air talking about these issues because they will send me letter bomb or they will send me powder that will blow up my face when I open the envelope. How do you think that 